0: Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick.
1: The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wool on us. Painting and taking on all the plates to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Denize and do their lies, and make them fall. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt to so grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Uh,
0: assuming that all goes according to plan, this podcast should be released on August 22nd, 2017. Um, you may be listening to it on that very day. If that's the case, you are hearing the very last vestiges of TechDirt's teenage years. <laughs> that's because August 23rd, 2017 is the 20th anniversary of TechDirt, and we thought it might be fun to record a podcast about it. Now, our original plan uh, was to have me and our regular co-host, Dennis Yang, talk about the early days of TechTurt, because Dennis basically built the site for us uh but our original plan was a bad one (laughs) dennis and i recorded just such a podcast uh, and no one will ever hear it uh it we sort of rambled on aimlessly uh with little point and just had us kind of tossing out random anecdotes of the early days with no structure or anything and trust me you do not want to hear it it was not good um Afterwards, I I realized that it might work much better if we had someone else moderating that discussion who could keep us on track and a little bit more organized. So that's what we're doing today. Uh, Dennis and I are still going to talk about the early days, but with someone entirely different moderating the discussion. And that would be Alex Fierst, whose day job is being Medium's top lawyer. And it may seem a little weird that we should have someone else come in and moderate our own podcast about our own site, Uh, but trust me, it's going to be a lot better than what we had originally recorded. And so I'm about to turn this podcast over to Alex, but first let me explain why we chose Alex to do this. Uh, Besides being someone that I've known for a while and whose perspective and analysis I greatly appreciate and trust on many things, uh, Alex has also been a long-time Uh, TechDirt reader, probably since before most of you listening to this. And the second reason is that Alex kind of moderated something like this once before. Um, A few months back, he moderated a panel that I was on in San Francisco uh, about designing for free speech, where we discussed some of the early design choices made on both TechDirt and Medium and some other sites. And that discussion uh, alone went Pretty deep, actually, into the origins of TechDirt and some of the decisions that we made. And we'd actually intended to turn that into a podcast as well, but the recording quality wasn't very good. um, And so, if you weren't there, you missed it. So, in some sense, we may recreate parts of that here, uh, but we're going to focus on how TechDirt became TechDirt. And with that,
2: Alex... The mic is yours. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm I'm honored to be the uh, hall monitor at large <laughs> <laughs> to, to help keep keep you two swimming in your lanes. Um, so I guess I think we might as well just start at the beginning. Um, you two were at Cornell. It was the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy things happened. You were just taking down your shrines to Kurt Cobain. Um, and That's so, right, yeah. and so how did and so how did um, this all start? So. W-
0: I mean so it definitely started with me, right so i I was kind of the originator and and what it was was i was um, at the time I was in business school um, and um, and and I wanted to get a job <laughs> after business school uh, and i and and I was a weird business school student in that i um, I was going straight through from undergrad to, to business school whereas most are, you know most students go back to business
2: school after a few years. So um, this is like a combined B.A., MBA, yeah. SANS experience?
0: Yes. Uh, and the SANS experience part was the part that scared me because I said, you know, uh, I'm going to be coming out of here, uh, get, you know, going up against people who have experience, and so getting a job is going to be more difficult. So I figured if I was like writing about technology in sort of a, a, a format that might get attention, then I could prove that I actually know what I'm talking about. And so I started writing this newsletter, and and originally it was sort of like the, uh, it was a newsletter for Cornell MBA students uh, about technology and I put a little note at the bottom that said like if you'd like to subscribe please send me an email um, and people started forwarding it and I just started getting more and more subscriptions so and so it was you know the, the that August 23rd date was the date that the very first of those email newsletters went out and originally it was it was not called TechDare. it was called up to date up to date with a with a two no. It? no, no, no! It was spelled out. I would not do something as cheesy oh, as has put in the number two. <laughs> <laughs> I had it was it was up to date, and it was it was uh, it was, um, and I completely stole the idea. For yeah. The the uh, the newsletter was a, a copy of a different newsletter called Need to Know, also T O, not the number two, <laughs> not two, not two oh, which man. was a this British newsletter that was put out by these these guys in in, in the UK, um, mainly this guy Danny O'Brien who now works for EFF and does really cool stuff there, but he wrote this one that was sort of like a, a f- it was f- much funnier than mine, um, but sort of a techie you know funny internet-y newsletter about the news. Um, and I copied their format almost exactly, and then called it up to date because it had a similar sort of need to know up to date blah 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 um, and didn't didn't tell them about it or anything <laughs> and like I think about three months went by until somebody sent a copy to Danny, and then he wrote a, a very, very funny. Uh, thing in his sort of pointing people <laughs> to mine, and it said, uh, and at one point I, I I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it was something like, "Lucky for you, Mike, um, the only IP that that matters to us is like you know uh, uh, you know packets." You know, moving over the thing as opposed to to copyright, so we're not going to sue you over this. I,
2: I was going to say, like at its founding moment, um, Tector was like <laughs> yes. interested in the question of <laughs> reuse and like, yes. like and he Remix. built, remixing <laughs> and drawing on the great ideas of others. Yes. Yeah, and
1: I, and I think that's a theme that will kind of come back again and again as we retrace the history of Tecter right. as, so as well.
0: That, yeah, so that that's the very very beginning. Um, and, uh, and Danny was cool about it, which, you know, was, was good. <laughs> um, and then, you know, uh, finally, a few months later, I put together a website, which was originally just to store the, um, the newsletters and, and went through a whole bunch of names. This is because originally it was up to date. We needed a name for the website. And I, I think I put together a list of about 20 names and TechTurt was one of them and was
1: was up not available I don't
0: think it was available and I don't know if I actually looked like this is like the I 90s think, like think yes
1: it was everything was available
0: 97 not everything Okay. I think
2: update was not available. It also sounds like a dating site. <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah, it was, which, had, which had not which yet had been not invented. Existed. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs>
0: I could have been rich that way. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, but I had this list, and I remember I sent it basically to like some other business school students, and and everyone kind of went with Tector, and they're like, that's the one that stands out, which it did, because I think it I think it came down to like, I think the two finalists were. I'm almost embarrassed, it, but like, because <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I don't, I don't know this part. Yeah, uh, it was Tech Dirt or Blue Dot, which
1: huh, which is which is like a San Francisco furniture. It's company. now become right, so a,
0: a, a, a yes. I could have. I was
1: have. just there yesterday.
0: <laughs> were you? Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, but um, yeah, so it was like Blue Dot and like. I remember, like, one of my friends in business school saying, "like, Blue Dot is not memorable. Tech Dirt is memorable," <laughs> and you know, now we're stuck with it. So, <laughs> for better or for worse, you guys have
2: deeply internalized <laughs> the lessons of this, the business curriculum. Yeah, I'm, I'm just briefly curious, like, yeah. how did you, how did you? Did you know from the beginning it was going to be a tech thing or like were you just like already at the point where like you wanted to focus on that? Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it was always going to be about so my my original goal with it was that it was going to be the intersection of technology and business. Um not so much law or, or even policy, you know. Obviously that's that's what it's become over 20 years. Um but it was really supposed to be sort of that intersection of 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 you know, tech and business, you know, in particular sort of like the new business models that were enabled by technology. And, and that was where, that was just, like, where my interests were. I mean, even, like, um,
1: before college, that's where my interests were. And yeah. then, you know, you, had, you had done, like, summer internships at technology companies. Yeah, right? so, I mean, I had worked at Intel and and, and done some other stuff. And like, where, where I think he earned, you earned the nickname NewsHound, I believe. Is that what, there was something... No, I don't
0: remember this. Really? No, you, I mean, you might. <laughs> so this is
1: back in the, I mean, when we were at school, I remember, like, you sent you sending me this newsletter... And then someone had told you that or that your nickname at Intel or some in, uh, summer internship was like NewsHouse. It's entirely something. possible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I you had, because because you were like sending news around to the entire company while you were there during the <laughs> I don't summer. think I was sending around to everyone okay, but, at but Intel. To, but <laughs> to, a li- to a limited list that, that <laughs> yes, Mike that's had probably curated. probably true. Um, on a summer internship to, to kind of project this feeling of Mike knowing everything. <laughs> project. <laughs> I, I like the, like,
2: in-house Jimmy Olson. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the news Receipt, yeah.
1: Yeah, I distinctly remember you saying that you had a nickname, but... I, I, it it I was have, twenty years ago. It was so.
0: twenty years ago, and if so, it's been wiped from from my brain. So I don't, I don't. So remember this, so that.
1: Intel people from the '90s. This is Mike, <laughs> aka
2: New, New Sound. New You may recall. Um, That's funny, because so Tector. One of the things I find funny about the name is that it's like it is a tabloidy kind of name. Yes, and yet it is like the least tabloidy, <laughs> like. In some ways, like policy digest that I started reading, um, and I just always find that sort of life.
0: yeah, and, and to some extent, like that's, that's sort of like the bane of my existence, right? That, like for people who don't know tech, like the first time they come across it, that's always like the first question they have is like, is it like you know valley wag or you know is it is it sort of tabloidy? Right.
1: Which which is I mean I think I my posts if you look at what I posted <laughs> in like the nineties. Or the early two thousands on Tech Dirt, I I kind of tried to make it more of a <laughs> Valley Wag thing before Valley was there. Yes, um, I was definitely posting cat posts. I think I posted something about a two faced cat that was born. Yes, um, in in early two thousand, and the internet was very excited about that, including me. Right.
0: Yes, we could have we could have been you know the early Buzzfeed also, <laughs> but, but I had this you know iron fist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, so we, we must talk about
2: tech and business. I, I, I mean, I feel like you get mad at laws as if they were people, and so and so part of it is like it is a tabloid. It's just that they're not people. That right. you, it's like it's like a particular bill yeah. that, you, that for several years you've been like stalking.
1: Come on, SBE, whatever number. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. I guess that's an interesting way of thinking. But I had never quite thought about it
1: that way. But that's yeah. that's a fairly accurate. You can start doing blind items about secret Senate <laughs> bills coming across. Oh my gosh. Like. Yeah. This time it's personal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, yes. So that's summer of 97. That was summer of 97. And so is that you were, you had ag- already graduated from everything? So
0: no, I was, I was in between the two years of business school at that point. Um, and then, so I went back for the last year of business school and I was sort of continuing to do it. And that's, that's when I got the, the TechDirt website and, and just sort of hand coded HTML um, based on my weak understanding of HTML. Yeah. And had a friend design the logo and the the original the original the
1: first splat logo. Yes, we had
0: an an early splat logo, which um, you know was a splat (laughs) with the with the word. But it was a text splat,
1: so it was blue. Right.
2: The whole yeah. logo was blue. Yes, K- um, keeping the blue dot like phantom yes. in 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 the machine there.
0: Exactly. Well, not quite. But yes, sure. That that makes sense. Um, and uh, and then what happened was that around that time, you know, I was paying more and more attention to Slashdot, just because Slashdot was you know kind of this amazing tech site. And I was realizing like, oh, they have a whole platform for this, as opposed to like hand coding HTML every time you want to update the damn site. Um,
1: and which is what most, I mean, granted, most people in kind of the late 90s, early 2000s were kind of hand coding. Assuming. Yeah, there, there was
0: like very few content management systems out there. Right. It was, and, and the word blog didn't exist. That was not a concept that. Um,
1: yeah, it, it, for years. I mean, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and so, but I saw Slashdot, and they had just sort of announced that they were going to open source and release their code for their platform. Um, and they had released the the very early beta version, which was 0.3. Um, and so I had downloaded that and tried to put it onto the server um, and failed miserably because my, <laughs> my coding skills are um, not great. And, you know, I messed around with it for a while. And then I finally called up Dennis and was like, hey, do you want to install this thing <laughs> for me? <laughs> um, and, and I think w- the way I remember it, so this was, this was after I, th- by this time I had graduated, um, so I kept doing the newsletter, then I graduated and I took a job out, out in California and I was working for a startup, um, which was, uh, I joined a startup that was like right at the peak of, of it being like a cool startup and just rode down the hill <laughs> uh, and, and watched everything collapse around me, which was an interesting learning experience, um, but like gave me more and more time to kind of work and, on... And th-
1: character. Yes, yeah, <laughs> lots
0: of lots of character, um, which I can talk about off mic. <laughs>
2: some some of the stories of that. Let, uh, let me go back for something. Actually. Yeah. So in that first year, so like you said, people started being like, "Hey, oh, yeah, I want to subscribe to this." Yeah. Like, like, what were how many people? Like, how did that go?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the email newsletter, you know, within you know within a few weeks to m- to maybe a couple months, I don't remember exactly. It got up to about a thousand people pretty quick. Um, and I remember, like, that point where I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, I have something real here. Um, and I remember, like, the moment where I was like, oh, hey, this is cool. It was, like, somebody with a Netscape email address subscribed. And I was like, oh, somebody from Netscape reads what I'm writing. Like, <laughs> wow, I've made it. <laughs> um, and so that was the beginning. And then, you know, it kept growing. Um, I honestly don't – I remember hitting the 1,000 point. I don't remember how much I had by the time we launched the website. And then I just blasted out the website to everyone. Um, you know, in, in one of the newsletters and then sort of kept it going. But it was like this weekly thing. And basically I would put it out every Sunday night except, not every Sunday night, like, you know, most Sundays I would push out this newsletter.
1: But you were pretty consistent about it. Like I remember it coming out fairly regularly.
0: Pretty regularly. Every so often I would skip a week or two. Right. Um... But, you know, then I would get back to it a week or, you know, yeah. with, with a... With I will a say as further. one,
1: I was one of the earliest subscribers, obviously. Yes. Um, But I actually wouldn't share the sort... I would share the news that you would send out and then <laughs> oh, it would make me look good. You were, you were, yeah. you were swiping my news. And then <laughs> were like, whoa, that's a really relevant and interesting <laughs> news story. I'm like, thanks. I Awesome. Um, so you were hoarding it. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so I could have had I'm more subscribers. It it it
2: another tector tradition. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, wait a second. <laughs> no, no. We link we link very liberally to our sources. Um, but uh, but it was
1: great. I mean like in, in the early two thousands it was a fantastic like Source of news for me, like yeah, um, I well, actually didn't read, read Slashdot nearly really yeah. as much. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it was—I mean, so it was fun. But then I just figured, like, to, in order to keep it going, to be able to do it, where like one, it wasn't like taking up my whole Sunday just like writing this thing, or I could do like little short, you know, snippets. Because like Slashdot was, and, and to this day, pretty much remains like, uh, you know, they would have like kind of a one paragraph thing. So I was like, oh, I can just write like one little paragraph. Um, you know, I'm assuming that the back end of the system makes it really easy to do that, though I hadn't seen it. I just knew that they had the code out, and then, you know, I had called up Dennis, and he was working for a startup also. Um, and I think we just uh, originally we agreed like I was just going to come over to your office after work one day, yeah, and you were going to install it on my server.
1: And when we tried that <laughs> once, so and and it, I don't remember what happened, but I think I, I had maybe underestimated the complication (laughs) of installing a 0.3 version open source content management system. Yes. Um, So it didn't work.
0: I remember. I remember. So we went over and it didn't work. And I gave up. And I waited about three months until I thought that Dennis probably didn't remember (laughs) (laughs) trying to install it the first time and said, hey, weren't you going to install this Hmm. software for me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, come over. I (laughs) vaguely remember that.
1: Yeah, I remember that now. The second time, <laughs> not remembering that I had failed utterly that first time.
0: And the second time, you got it working.
1: Yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> so.
0: And then we had it, and then uh, and we got a new logo from one of your uh, your coworkers. That's right. Um, who designed a new logo because we need. I think the old logo didn't fit or something.
1: Yeah, the, I don't actually remember the first logo, um, but but th- there's there's been a whole string of TechDirt logos. There's a whole other saga. <laughs> um, but yeah, but she designed a TechDirt logo in, I remember this actually caused problems later. It was just kind of super nerdy and designy, but it was like a Photoshopped uh, GIF. Yes. Um, that was not uh, vector-based, so later if we wanted to print it on T-shirts we or can, scale, we, we couldn't, couldn't do anything. It. And like, she was like, oh, sorry. I, I didn't realize <laughs> that you wanted it. For any other purpose other than this silly little website, that we were going <laughs> to. Right. I do not
2: expect anyone to read this. They recognize it, <laughs> right. Go anywhere. Yeah. But
1: know. I mean, after we we you know we, we installed the slash code, um, it was running and it basically you know, it just kind of ran. And yeah. Mike posted and an, a, and a handful of other kind of authors that you somehow found from other places, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, so so basically, I didn't want the site to just be me, and that's you know still true to this day. Um,
1: so I posted once in a blue moon. I think. Yes. And this was
0: the thing. So I basically asked like all my friends around here to start posting, including you, right? Um, and a couple other people. And then like I'd meet people who were like semi interesting. I'd be like, here, <laughs> have a login to my website and post whatever you want. There was no review process. Um, yeah. There was no nothing. They had full ability to just post. and with the
1: full features of this of this content management system, you could write a post, hit post, and then it was on the site. That so was, was basically no, yeah. the
0: extent of. Yes. That was it.
1: There was there was it was not a very <laughs> full feature. I mean it was point 0.3. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> um and um and so we had different people who would post sort of semi randomly and every once in a while I would just like bug people and then I would get like two or three posts that week and then nothing <laughs> again for a while. And then there was this one guy Ryan who yeah. who started posting a bunch and, and I don't even remember the guy's n- last name now. Um, but I
1: yeah, but if you look on the internet Archive, you'll see like it's basically Mike and then this guy Ryan, and then occasionally you'll see Dennis <laughs> <Right>. pop up <laughs> with with some non sequitur post about an internet meme type thing. So.
2: A, a cat with two faces. Yeah. <laughs> it's like citizenship journa- citizen journalism. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes. It's finest. what And I was just curious, like did you I had a couple of questions. One of them is like, yeah. did the dynamic change once it became a website? like once you or did you immediately start being like, oh, this is like a different thing that's happening now?
0: As, as compared to the newsletter, yeah,
2: yeah, totally,
0: I mean, one, like I was just updating it all the time and and again, like I will say that this coincided with the time that I was watching the startup that I was at, sort of you know collapse, so like um it, it was uh it was a good way to sort of waste time uh instead of <laughs> Instead of saving your startup from, from <laughs> time. Well, I, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know if I was in a position to save the startup, but you know, instead of sort of watching things collapse and crash around, uh, ca- crash down around me, um, I could just be reading the news and, and posting short snippets of.
1: And you, you were know, still sending out the news, the email newsletter. I was
0: still right? sending out the email newsletter for a while, um, and um, yeah, and then just like you know, as a site, it just became more fun to kind of do it that way.
2: And so, where were you sourcing? So I'm curious, like at that point, were you like? we are reporters, and we should, like, like what, like, no. how did that sort of No, end? no,
0: no, 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 and, 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 you know, I mean, originally, honestly, a lot of it came, you know, again, sort of pulling on the sort of Slashdot model, and the yeah. Slashdot model is actually all submission-based, you know, people submit stuff, and then they, they post it, and it links out to another source, and... And it was
1: never primary source journalism, where right, you, you yeah. would never go out and, like, write something out that another place had not written up Right, it was right.
0: always based on, on other... Sources we would link to them, you know. The problem was we weren't, you know, we got some submissions, but we we were not getting very many submissions, um, and certainly not to the level of a, of a slashdot. And I think my original plan, you know, when we first went with Slash Code was that you know we would reach that point where we would be getting enough submissions to make it worthwhile. Um, and that's yeah, because
1: I mean slash Code basically at that point was almost all submissions, right? Yeah, so it was it was like almost. Commander Taco never just kind of wrote a post yeah, on very a very rarely. Um, and on Techdirt back then, you would see kind of out of you know, a, a homepage of twenty or so stories. There might be one yeah. submitted story. We
0: would get you know yeah. every so often we would get submissions, but um, they just weren't great. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. It was like, I like mm. we would get submissions, and I'd be like, uh, you know, there's a much better take on this, even if like the story is good, like the write-up was bad. And so, like,
1: which is most of the feedback that I got from when I wrote stuff <laughs> up too. But I don't think that's true. Yeah, you're like, you're like, what is you're like, what is your take on this? I'm like, I don't know. Just I thought this was an interesting story. <laughs> like my take is that this happened. Yeah, my take is, is I saw this on news. dot com.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And you're like, that's not enough.
0: <laughs> I was a harsh, uh, <laughs> yeah, blogmaster apparently. Um, well, no, I, actually, at that time I wouldn't have called it a blog. Well, one, the b- word blog didn't exist until a little bit later, and then once the word blog did exist, I, I resisted mm-hmm. uh, and I insisted we were we you were no web blog. Yeah, we were a website. Yeah, and uh, I resisted blog for I don't know how many years, um, and then eventually I just I gave in. <laughs> I admitted the the truth is that you know, we probably were a blog. I mean, the other part of that too was like for the longest time I wouldn't I wouldn't go above one paragraph. I, I stuck to the sort of slash dot. Um, style, which which is really limiting uh, mm-hmm. when you have stuff to say and, and I can be someone who has some stuff to say <laughs> and opinions and and um, you know, w- what often happened too is like I would get opinionated about something, you know copyright for example um, and I would give a very short sort of one paragraph description of why I thought something was bad and it wouldn't let me get into much nuance and explanation and then people would argue, and which is okay and we would sort of discuss stuff in the comments and then I finally realized like, you know I can put in paragraph breaks, <laughs> and then I could explain myself a little better. Um, and yeah. so w- we made a switch at one point where I just started doing that.
1: Yeah, but but about the comments, what I thought kind of in looking in, into the history of the site, was, which was interesting was that how few comments there were for the first kind of few years of the site, yeah, sure, right, and the fact that you just kept on posting—it's <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: very uh, quixotic, yeah, in, in, into a void. It <laughs> wasn't know. a void. It was, I, I, <laughs> I, I, no, it's, it's
1: it's super impressive, right? That <laughs> I mean,
0: okay, so so traffic and comments are not the same. First of all, sure, so sure. the site did get some traffic. I wouldn't say it was a large amount of traffic, but it was a decent amount of traffic, um, and we tracked we, by
1: probably a little. Incrementing web counter on the bottom of the site or something.
0: I don't remember. I don't think we we ever did web
1: trends or. Yeah, I
0: don't think we. I don't think we ever did did. that.
1: Um, We never did have a public facing. We never.
0: We definitely never had like the public facing counter counter. though. Like when we first put up the site, it was like in the age of counters. Yeah. Um, We never
1: had any uh, under construction icons. No. Um. Um, (laughs) Were you part of like a web ring? No, we never did the web ring. (laughs) Although we did have like the. I guess, the beginning of a blog roll. We, we did have a blog links, roll. Right? right? Before blog roll was a thing, which was yes. you know all of the websites that we would kind of link to. Right.
0: All the sort of main tech news blogs and news sites yeah. we, we put up in a blog roll. Um, and there was some debate about that because, well, there was some debate over whether or not we wanted to have it. And then there was some debate about who was on it or not. And, and we got some complaints from people that they weren't on it. It's like a big deal. I don't think anyone ever clicked on any of it.
2: <laughs> so, so you kept doing it. So, I guess at that point, it's like you're you're sort of shouting into the wilderness, but like a <laughs> wilderness with clear visitors <laughs> incrementing. Sure. And then, but where you're like, okay, I'm gonna. Sounds like, it seems like one point in history that it changed was like when it became a community. Like at some at some point, the commenting probably like yeah. took flight.
0: Yeah. So, so, um, and so there were a couple things that happened, and, and I don't remember the exact year, but the, the one thing that, that shot us up in terms of both traffic and comments was, um, and, and to this day I have no idea how this happened or who did it or, or whatnot, so if you're listening to this podcast, contact me and let me know. But, um, somebody put us on the, um, uh, Google had this thing, like the Google homepage, it was eventually called iGoogle. Um, which a lot yeah, of which is i.google.com yeah i.google right, so. or google.com so, i yeah, something, something really like that but it was, it was iGoogle it was sort of like the personalized homepage um, where they were sort of trying to compete with Yahoo and if you um, clicked on technology if you wanted like technology feed, it started with four different news sources, which was um, news.com wired slash dot and us. And so anyone who was interested in technology put it on their their iGoogle homepage, and like literally overnight, our traffic basically quadrupled, and then like that was the time where suddenly like there were comments on every story, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah,
1: it, and regularly, and it was it was, yeah. it was because I think it, it really was the the beginning of a lot of people's days, you know, when they opened up their news, everything was there, and they just started. Yeah, in detector. We,
0: we would always have you know there was there was never any story that didn't have comments, and then then we would just start to have, you know that would lead to a lot of discussions and and you know community features like we built in much later um, you know initially that we didn't have anything we didn't have any there was no logins for users um, I don't think.
1: Do we, uh, no, there was there was login. There was You could log in with the uh, slash code, no?
0: Mm, I mean, slash code had that, but I don't think we implemented it. I thought we... <laughs> this is going way back.
1: No, I, 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 basically, I'm, I'm looking at like old posts, and you can have... No, we would say... You no, know, you know, there was not login. There was no login. there was login. a thing called save me a cookie. Right. Which was, that was save it. my user information. That was it.
0: Um, it was not a login. It was
1: not a login, but it was kind of like a login, because basically like, you would come back and you would have your, your, your little handle,
0: because right.
1: we actually showed email address um, on the site.
0: It, <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. In the early days, when you yeah. it, if you posted with your email, it, it showed your email address. Right. But
1: we did not require it. Um, we didn't require it, but, but basically, and if you did not put your name or email, we would call you an anonymous coward. Right. Which, which was, was a, a vest, a, it's like a vestigial piece from slash code. Because that's what Slashcode code did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. We did not have login. Um, there was no, and anyone could just come in and pretend to be you. We didn't right. have anything like um, Like 4chan had, like some sort of a hash or. Right. Um, which may was, have come much, that came, I mean, 4chan yeah. came later. 4chan came in. much, much later. Uh, I mean, this, I mean, for, for the tech nerds out there, slash code 0.3 was written in a time <laughs> before MySQL had um, like keys. Or or, increment, or or auto-increment. So there's all sorts of weird, funny things that you do to a piece of software before you have those concepts in a database. So. Yeah. We so had super it. nerdy.
0: <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of things, uh, yes, that we sort of clooched together. It was sort of a constant constant thing. But yeah, so there were, there were no accounts for the, you know. And then, so we eventually built that, and then we started adding more community features. And we really started to focus on the fact that we had, you know, a pretty strong and committed and, um, you know, involved community. And then, you know, then we sort of built to that.
2: Would you ever sit down, like, was there a point where you started sitting down being like, are we on mission? Like what are <laughs> we on track for the, the thing that we set out to do? Like it's sort of, it seems like it's one of these things that never seems to have lost an ounce of steam, which is sort of from <laughs> the, from the outside. But right. I, I just wondered, cause it's, and like, it's been, you know, you've been on remarkably focused on like certain topics over and given like a, a very um, persistent chronicle of them, right. but I'm just curious, Liz, like if you ever were all sat down, I was like, why are we doing this? We're <laughs> <laughs> like, or like, or like, are we? Are the reasons? Are the things that this thing does for us different now? Like we're giving a service to people, and like we we have more and more enthusiasts and like community. Um,
0: I don't know. I don't but know. I, that I didn't we want to open up like, the existential. Yeah, box I was going to say. Now you you have me concerned. <laughs> um, no, I I don't think so. I mean, I think. I don't think we ever really thought about it that way to, to be honest I mean I think like to me it was like this is interesting this is fun um I I enjoy doing it I enjoy the discussion it appears that there's a number of people in the community who enjoy it as well um and and then like you know now it's been half my life of, of, of doing it. Yeah. It's kind of hard to.
1: Yeah, I mean, but so I'm looking. I'm looking through some old posts. I'm okay. looking at June twentieth of two thousand. Okay. Right. So. Okay. And I mean, I have a post about NASA perfecting porn blocking software. <laughs> you have a post about. Um, how, That's so great. <laughs> yeah. About British Telecom um, receiving a patent um, for hyperlinking. Yes, I remember this story. And your comment is the whole concept is pretty ridiculous, right? Well, so, yes. Uh, so, like, like where did your early, like, how, like, apparently your thoughts about patents and IP <laughs> were well-formed in June of 2000. Sure. Um, but, like, was it, did you start having this, you know, angle in, in the 90s when you were in college or... In, in grade school, when you first encountered your first IP, <laughs> um. it's like, did did like a
2: copyright lawyer like bully you right. as a child? When, <laughs> when, <laughs> like, when, when did it's I like I stole like <laughs> your lunch money because they were extracting like, rent? I hate IP. <laughs> yeah.
0: when, when did I bec- when, when did I become this monster? Um, so okay, so so I think it's like Batman. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think there's one sort of turning point. So I'll I'll give you. Um, Three, three points in my life that, that I, I think that I'm sort of thinking of right now <laughs> cool. that, that I think sort of define the before, during, and after. Um, so so point number one was in 10th grade, um, for, for reasons I still don't understand and, and I don't remember all of the details, my 10th grade American history social studies teacher um, asked if I would type up a
1: patent for her.
0: I don't remember what it was for, like, Some, like on a typewriter. Yeah, uh, well, a word processor. Probably. I think on a word processor. Nice. Because um, I had a, a word processor, and there was like a format you had to match, and everything <laughs> like that. And I don't, I don't remember. I, I to this day, I don't think at the time I even knew why she was asking me to do it, and what my involvement was. But I sort of was like, oh, patents, okay, interesting. And I was like, oh, well, it's kind of cool to sort of see how a patent is formant, formatted and what you have to do and there were little pictures that I had to sort of you know put in and and do all this stuff and so I, I did that um, I remember I did it I didn't get paid or anything I, there was no re- I just did it um, and I remember thinking afterwards like maybe I should have asked for money to <laughs> <laughs> do this work for my teacher but did you get a grade? No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Was like no, a a it, wasn't a, it wasn't a class project. No, no, it was. The, it was yeah,
1: outside no. of class. It was just a favor. <laughs> Remind me, I, I have some other stuff. Here. <laughs> yeah, where,
2: where, where, where are you from, by the way? What school system is this? <laughs> this was in More New down. York. Yeah. <laughs> Is <laughs> um, like a child labor. Yeah, patent system yeah. Yeah. Project. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
0: it was. It was definitely. I. I. I remember distinctly. It was not a part of. It was so, not a so school this project. This is your first introduction to our patent system, right? This was our first introduction yeah. to the patent system, and at that time, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. This is interesting. Patents are cool." Um, so at that point, I was still, you know, sort of. I guess, you know, I thought it was. It was good. Um, the, the second thing that probably got into my mind was. Um, uh, the introduction of like Wired magazine, right? So yeah. there, there was another thing that came before Wired, which some people remember, which was Mondo 2000, mm-hmm. which is sort of more sci-fi uh, kind of thing, zine. Um, and so like some friends of mine in high school were, were into that and sort of passed that around. And then I remember very distinctly my friend Ari getting the very first um, uh, issue of Wired magazine and giving it to me in the parking lot at the high school and being like, hey, check this out. It's like the next great thing after Mondo 2000. And I remember reading that and sort of being like, oh, this is awesome. I, I get it. Like, this is, these are my people kind of, you know, like technology stuff. And so I was very influenced, I think, by the early days of, of Wired and sort of their whole take on, like, you know, the view of technology and innovation and intellectual property was a, a, a part of that. Um, That's
2: and, funny, by the way. So, like, you know, I... Not about me, but I'll mention it. No, like, no. When, go I, ahead. when I was, yeah. I, I bought a long time ago. I remember going to a garage sale and buying like five years worth of Wired uh, okay. when I was when I was younger, and that was similarly like super influential. Yeah, it's funny that everybody has one of these stories. Yeah, about Wired,
0: and then so then I think like the the sort of last click in the <laughs> in the thing was then um, you know in, well you know throughout college I, I took a lot of economics classes and I had you know, a variety of different. Economics professors and and different perspective, Um, but then when I was in business school, I had this. Well, I had sort of a couple professors that really sort of influenced my thinking on kind of like innovation, technology, and and the future, Um, and who were very you know pro innovation and pro sort of you know open thinking. And I had this one professor, um, uh, Alan McAdams, and I've spoken about him before. He was an an economist um, who famously was like he worked in the the White House on on Nixon's. Economics staff, and he was like the, the the chief witness, the economics witness of the government when they tried to break up IBM in the eighties. So it just you know had been around sort of the technology world um, and economics for a really long time. And he was you know he was relatively old at, at this point. Um, he's since passed away um, just a few years ago. But um, he was sort of trying to piece together this, the technology world and economics. And even as like at the time he must have been like seventy to seventy five. Um, You know, he was like, he got really, really into this idea of, like, open source software being, like, the future of the technology world. And he was trying to build, like, an economics model around open source software. And he called it, stupidly, um, the university model. And he was trying to teach it to business school students who, most of whom were like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And, again, this is, like, this was 96. Um, Nobody had any idea what he was talking about except, like, me, because I was the one in the back of the class reading all the, you know, every issue of Wired as soon as it came out. And I was like, wait, this, like, crazy old man who wears suits and and sneakers that are untied to class, like, he's on to something. And, like, the economics are actually really, really interesting. And so he was just talking about, you know, why, like, closed-source source software is a really bad idea um, and sort of just like the economics of it and how like Bill Gates was wrong about this or that or whatever. There was this really, but he had actually like worked out like an entire economic model of like why open source um, and sort of sharing of information puts more good into the world than it takes out of. And and this is not like, it was not a, um, you know, sort of like hippie, you know viewpoint he was he was a former nixon economist you know of all things but he had worked out this whole model and so then i was like oh okay so i started to put this framework of like all the cool stuff that i was reading in wired into this this economic framework saying like wait this makes sense from from an economic standpoint like you can build a better world you can expand you know, expand the pie and, and create all sorts of wonderful things, um, based on, like, open source ideas, and so I, I sort of, you know, came at it that way, and then from there started to run into all the battles around copyright, and then patents, and, and related things, sort of based on that, um, and, you know, initially, probably, you know, so I sort of had that economic framework, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know the law nearly as well as I do today, um, and, you know, but we'd just run across things and just say, like, that's ridiculous. Like, that was sort of my summary of, like, this doesn't, doesn't make sense. Um, and then eventually sort of started to put those, you know, the more I wrote about it, the more I learned about it, and the more, the more I got into it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, th- at this point, how many, how many posts are you up to? So,
0: so, last I checked, I'm somewhere around, me personally, yeah. is like 48,500. I'm about 1,500 away from 50,000. Yeah, and um, we should
1: probably do, we can probably do a count for how many words that is. Yeah, is pretty impressive. I have
0: no idea, but it's going to be a lot. <laughs> how
1: many mentions? We should yeah, we could do like how many mentions of patents and. Oh gosh, you're right.
2: It's true. This is like Samuel Peeps. This is like a, a diary. <laughs> yes. This is like
1: yes, uh,
0: uh, uh, yes. After I die, somebody your, can go through. Uh, <laughs> what we can do now, now. <laughs> of your
2: preoccupations. Yeah, and it's also like a con like the the concordance. It'd be like a fun, <laughs> like. Like, I'm sure ridiculous will have a lot of entries.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, so, so I should note that, that I, have, I have been on a concerted effort to to reduce the use of the word ridiculous because over time has been pointed out to me that that oh, is really? the word That's I go like back to the, the, the most often. And so in the last year, if we, if we were to graph it out, ridiculous is These are the things that we down, have to
1: prepare ahead of this down, down. podcast <laughs> being posted. The, the data science analysis of post, like average word count per post over, over time would be good. It's um, definitely gone way Mike's, way up. Mike's use of the word ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and uh, yeah. And so while as we're on big data and design yeah. topics, um, I was I was curious about what in when we did that panel back in January, we talked yeah. a little about like um, what I think was like the tech dirt epistemology of like funny and <laughs> insightful yeah, It's yeah. like the the ways that you can know things or understand something. So I'm curious like how that evolved, and I guess those two qualities are probably intrinsic to the things that you think are important in the world. Yeah,
0: and and. I mean Dennis, I don't know if you remember because you, you sort of helped design that too. But like the we were you know, we were designing the the we did the comments and we eventually added the ability to log in. Yeah. And then we wanted to add, you know, little features to sort of improve the 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 community and, and make things more interesting and fun. Yep. And you know, a couple of sites had like up and down voting. Not too many. This was still pretty early. Most sites with comments just had comments. But a few had sort of implemented up and down voting. And we didn't I think we just didn't like that.
1: Well, we, I mean, we. I, I remember it because I was, yeah, involved in the design of the system. Right. We didn't like up and down comments voting because it, it, kind of maybe encouraged the wrong type of behavior. Right. Right. So we, that's why we came up with kind of a more interesting scale of. Our version of upvoting, right. which is like insightful. or Right.
0: So you, there are th- basically three buttons on every, oh, there were, and now it's changed a little bit, but it, you could vote insightful, funny,
1: or you could report. Right. Um, and. Which, the, and the intention was to encourage insightful and funny.
0: Right. So we figured if, if we have those buttons there, it'll encourage people to, to aim for one of those two things, because we found that those were probably the two most valuable things that we personally found in the comments. Right.
2: And I'm just curious, wha- so why, what were the things about downvoting that you didn't like? I feel like this has been, like, a design thing for a really long time, and so you arrived at, like, a
1: version of yeah. this early on
2: that you liked and that worked for you.
1: Like, I mean, there are a, f- a few things that we were trying to design ag- against. One was kind of um, the proclivity of first post people, right? Yes. Um, and I think that, and and then, on you know, online there does tend to be some kind of, you know, I'm sure there's like an exaggeration of extreme type comments, which get either a lot of a lot of upvotes or a lot of downvotes. Yeah, um, that we were trying to design against.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we just didn't want like the kind of downvote brigade. Yeah, um, and I think to some extent we didn't really want to give sort of equal weight to to upvote or downvote, right? Um, where, you know, because. It's sort of so amorphous. Like, downvote means what? Like, I don't agree, like I don't or, agree, bad comment. Right. Or, like, spam. You know, there's all sorts of things that it, it... It wasn't providing much information back, whereas insightful or funny or report, which, you know, report has some, some you know, open-to-interpretation elements to it also, um, but without, um, uh, you know... The, the pure downvote, I just, I, I think it was just a, a gut reaction to some extent. We okay. just didn't, didn't really like it and we thought we could do something better.
2: Were there other words that you were like thinking about? <laughs>
0: yes, but I don't know if I remember any. Yeah, I
1: don't we remember d- anything. We, we had a whole slew of words that we were... We,
0: we, I do remember, what yeah. I do remember for a little while, we may, I don't know if we ever actually implemented it this way. Originally we had, we had, we had informative, insightful, funny, <laughs> and report and and there was a debate about what is the difference between informative and insightful and and uh, i could be wrong but what i recall was i made an, an impassioned plea for the difference between informative and insightful and i think everyone else was like we said no yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think everyone else was like you're no <laughs> like it's 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 too fine a line just just go with uh, yeah. insightful i don't think we ever had on the site informative yeah we, i don't, th- we, I don't we, think so we, we might have I don't remember. Um, But yes, there was a point where we had those three. There was, um, we had also looked at, like, we talked to this guy, I don't know if you remember this, we talked to this guy who had designed this, like, this, like, really complex comment voting system that would also let you take, like, four different things, but then it, it did this, like, cool, I still think this is kind of a cool idea, but, like, it would do this, like, creative thing where it would look at your voting and how you matched up against other people's voting and would wait. Votes accordingly. Hmm. So, like, if you were always sort of contrarian, it might even count your vote contrarianly. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, it basically, if you were a troll and you were like voting against everything, that would be considered a positive vote. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or as if you were always you Or know, it was like you
2: think everything's insightful. Right you're Right, a hippie. Like right. You're, we maybe, we no longer maybe, believe you. Right.
0: Maybe we'll we'll downgrade your uh <laughs> but it was like it, you know, there was a lot to it and we were just like that's that's a little bit more advanced than we need to, to be. Um but yeah, I mean the idea was, was we just wanted to encourage that kind of behavior. And I think
1: Yeah, I mean and the community, you know, since I guess when whenever that the increase of the community had happened, yeah like the comments and the community has been such a huge part of, the oh, totally the Tectart experience. I think, right? So yeah, yeah,
0: and it's like I mean th- I think that's part of what makes Tech Tectart these days. Like it would be it would be a very weird site. Like I know a lot of sites have like done away with comments, and I couldn't imagine like Tectart without the comments. Like that's such a huge part of, of yeah. the site. And like you know, and I've said this a bunch of times before. Like I like I learn a lot. From the comments and you know i'm a much better writer and uh, i i understand these issues much more um because of the comments and um you know and, and i think i'm like able to discuss a lot of this stuff better because of the comments and that includes like yeah, quite frequently like the people who disagree with me right who will come in and sort of you know go after me and i've sort of joked about this in the past where it's like you know i kind of consider like some of those discussions and the debates in the comments that i'll get into um as like batting practice (laughs) you know it's like someone's gonna toss me you know fastballs constantly and i can just kind of you know hone my message and response and then like if i'm you know in a more serious environment um you know like you know talking to politicians or something then i have all the responses ready because i've dealt with them um and so, you know, the, the community is great, and, like, people have been super valuable, and, like, you know, a bunch of the, the writers on the site these days sort of rose up through the comments. Um, you know, I think basically half of our writers started out just as commenters
2: on the site. Um, you right, this is you know, like batting practice slash farm team. Yeah,
0: that's so. uh, exactly what it is. Um, you know, and then, you know, when you hire people out of the comments, you know that they know the site, you know that they know the kind of... You know, the kind of stuff and, and you're able to see them interact for a long time.
2: Um, has it so when you first started like thinking about the Tector community as a community, how would mm-hmm. you describe it to people? Like when people are like, Oh, what are what are they, what are your commenters like? <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask you how they changed over the years, but I was curious if you remember like what when you first started talking to people being like, trying to explain the vibe. That's a good question. I mean, I would say that like I mean, super opinionated
0: people, right? I mean this is like they're your people. <laughs> They're my people. <laughs> I, I get them. I understand where they come from. Yes, like Mike speaks to us. <laughs> uh, yes, I I totally understand their their general view on the world. Um, but yeah, no, I mean people who are really opinionated they tend to be um, you know technologically savvy. They come to they tend to come from the tech world. Um, you know, uh, you know over time obviously we've become more and more focused on like policy and legal issues. Um, and so there are like policy and and you know lawyers and and, um, and folks like that who, who come to the site now. Um, but there are sort of tack-alongs, like you know the core of the community was always really you know heavily uh, you know heavily engineering, IT, um based. Um, and so they bring their perspective uh, on the world with them.
2: Yeah I, I feel like there's a contingent of like engineers with strong views about the law Yes that I, that
0: yes and 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 that, that's I think that's that's a big part of it and you know I think you know, one of the interesting things and I've heard this from from numerous people who, who you know are, are readers of the site and have' been in the comments is that, you know they feel that they've learned a lot about the law from the site. You know they, a lot of them come in with certain opinions, but they they found it super educational. and They've gotten like really interested. I mean I've had multiple people say that they didn't care about copyright until they started reading Techdirt, and they got really engaged and they understood it because of Techdirt. Um, and that's 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 cool. I mean that's 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 a really great thing to hear. And um, you know it, it, we've done something in the world. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely like it's a you've you've shown light <laughs> and heat on copyright. Yes. Are there other so are there other over the years times where something fundamental changed or change or like there was either a design change or just a moment where you thought being like oh should we do this thing and tweak this thing and see what happens um, or has it just been more organic?
0: Um, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I think it's been mostly organic. Um, I mean, the big changes. You know, we would add. You know, we did a big redesign of the site in sort of mid-2000s. Like 2005, right? So somewhere around there. Yep. Um, and we've done sort of just minor updates ever since, incremental updates, um, which has been, you know, we keep saying we're going to do a major <laughs> redesign and revamp and, and everything. But part of the problem of having 20 years of legacy <laughs> to to unpack and and, you know, move or change is that, that you know, and and twenty years of legacy that was originally you know we we we've pulled out all of the the original pieces of Flash code at this point obviously, but um, you know it's it's all sort of self constructed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it then is constructed code. Um, and no offense. For better or worse. I mean. <laughs> right. <but> no <laughs> offense. I mean, it was it's great code, but like to then move that to a much more modern platform um, is takes some work.
1: It takes work, and <laughs> I think. It th- sounds like prioritization. I yeah,
0: think. it's just like it's one of these things where we've been talking about it for about three or four years that yeah. we wanted to do it, and and there's just we've always had other stuff that we had to focus on, so we haven't we haven't really updated it. So in terms of the site itself, like I don't think there's been any any major changes. I mean, the the in terms of like you know design wise and yeah. community wise, you know, things that have been big for us is like you know like the the SOPA fight in 2011 2012 really got a lot of people a lot more people uh, aware of the site so that sort of brought in a new influx of people um both in sort of the technology world where people were suddenly becoming aware of this issue because it was important to them and in the policy world because we were we were really vocal and pretty active in the policy fight and so we we a, a lot of people in Washington D.C. suddenly discovered us <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. in that time frame, um, both good and bad. <laughs> uh, you know, we definitely had people who agree with us who who reached out and talked to us. We had people who really were not happy <laughs> that we were we were making this much noise about this bill, uh, and they were also fairly vocal in their own way about disliking us being around. Um, but um, other than that, I mean, I think it's sort of you know, I think it's kind of continued to to. To build mm-hmm.
2: sort of organically, As, are there ways like since the like the the greater blogging world has sort of changed, also around you that like you have had moments where you're like oh we are more like all this other stuff that now exists or like or like how are how, what is what you are doing sort of the yeah. way you think about it changed as other services came up and like like social media came up and like other yeah. ways of communicating about this stuff came to exist.
1: Yeah, I mean I think there there are a few kind of throughout the history of tech dirt, there's been a kind of few key pieces of either technology or community or web software that have kind of affected. I mean RSS was one thing that Sure. Early on, you know, we were adopters of RSS, I remember. I think yeah mike I, might have emailed me one day and like hey check out this rss thing yeah
0: i think somebody what happened was yeah. somebody had asked us they're like why aren't you using rss and this is before anyone had used rss and i was like so i just emailed it to you and i was like i
1: don't know what rss like, is know. but like seems seems like a good idea and <laughs> that actually might be why we were picked up by google could be because we were um, one of the few sites that early RSS. early sites that adopted rss and then you know i think as as the world kind of shift into like content discovery through twitter i think Twitter. Twitter seems to be a decent channel. I don't know how it is now. Yeah. Um, well, it
0: depends. I mean, it's sort of, we go through things. Like, you know, Reddit has, Reddit has, was, been, Reddit has, has been, great. been a big driver of traffic. Press. For a while, this is no longer true, but like, and I, I never understood this, but stumble upon was like a massive generator of traffic for us. But the thing is, like, you know, um, we've always sort of
1: tried not to. You know, I, we've never, like, cultivated that. Um, yeah, te- tech uh, title, news titles are still not very top ten <laughs> things that you should yes. complain to your senator about. I mean, people will still...
0: Th- there are still people who bitch and complain <laughs> and say that we're clickbait. Um, really? Really. Oh, like yeah, the least clickbaity titles ever. I know, but people... Well, look, if you don't like something, you're going to call it clickbait. So, okay. um, some people still accuse us of just like, the legislative that. history of this <laughs> will blow your mind. That's right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but um, I, I think... Um, Yeah, I mean, we. we, My focus personally has been like, like write good content and like focus on good content. Don't focus on like playing the games of different platforms because, you know, to to me, like, one that feels it feels a little weird. Like we had at one point, like when when Dig was the big thing before Reddit. Oh yeah, Dig. Like there was this point where Dig was like that was like the big traffic driver, and we had this guy reach out to us honestly, and he was just like, you know, I'm like one of the the dudes that. Who can make stories break on Dig, um, and I like TechTart, and I, I'm you know if you send me your stories as they post, like I'll put them on on Dig, and get you lots of traffic, and I like, so, uh, oh gosh, I'm debating whether I'm not going to do it. All right, so um,
2: <laughs> this is the Dig Father. You don't <laughs> no, wanna, like, I, gives, I was no, I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't
0: going to name the person, but I was going to name. I know another site that 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 did this, <laughs> fairly successfully, and got a ridiculous amount of traffic by gaming Dig. Um, and 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 benefited greatly by gaming dig, um, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm not going to go there. So, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, but w- I, I told the guy like you know if you see our stories and you want to put them on dig go ahead. But like I feel wrong, um, you know, sending you the stories. Like we have an RSS feed. You can subscribe to the RSS feed, and if you see the stories and you think they're good, you can put them on there. But I don't want to. Like I just had this picture. Like what comes out like when if someone finds out about it. Um, it, it turns out it seems nobody cares, but like, yeah. Um, but I, 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 I mean, didn't.
1: A- astroturfing has never been part of your yeah. detector strategy. Um,
0: I I I I just feel wrong about that. Like I don't think that's good. So I th- I would prefer to focus on just writing good content and then hoping it gets discovered. And and you know uh, potentially for 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 you know not for the. We haven't had the best results because of that. Like you know, we've never played the game with like Facebook and like th- this was like I, I was at an, uh, an event I don't know maybe a year ago or something and I was talking to someone at a another publication who explained like well you know at this point everyone you know knows how to play the game the Facebook game to get you know x number of extra uh, mm-hmm. visits per month or whatever yeah. and I was like. uh not me <laughs> like i don't know like I, I have no idea how that's done and and i'm not all that interested in figuring out because i kind of feel like i could spend all this time figuring that out and then they'll be good and then facebook will change its algorithm and all of that traffic will go away and i'll have to relearn it and i could spend all that time just like creating more good content instead um and so that's been my focus and and You know, so it is, I do feel at some, in some ways I sometimes wonder or worry that like, you know, have we missed the boat on some of this stuff? Like Uh the community is still strong and there's, it's still, you know, a lot of, you know, we have good content and good people in the community. But, you know, the world is changing and, and, and social media is definitely like a big thing. And we're certainly like present on social media, but we haven't like really done much to kind of, um, you know, exploit social media or, or use it. And so, you know, we get some traffic from it, but, like, I don't think we get nearly the amount of traffic that other, other sites get from social media.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think, like, taking your, taking your own temperature on, like, norms around marketing and social mm-hmm. media and things like that, and also, and reciprocity, and then taking, like, your organization's nor- uh, temperature on it is really, really hard. Yeah. Because there's always, like, the, like, when, keeping up with what's happening never... There's never a moment when you feel like you know whether it is like I'm failing to keep up and getting all right. fashioned or whether you are like a bulwark against some erosion of a thing that you think is important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like, I mean, like there's this big focus now like everybody's like pivoting to video, right? It was like the, the, the big story where it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, there's something cool about that. Like I wouldn't mind doing video but the video is a lot of work and, you know, we've done a couple little videos here and there but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just you you can constantly be chasing like the next big thing or you can just focus on like making good content and and hope that it works out in the end and and maybe it's a little naive the way that that I've sort of approached it but
2: no it's 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 I I I think it's like it's we're going to say you're on the map, you're on the <laughs> spectrum of one of the approaches that takes views on like where integrity is, like, where norms should be, and, right. like, and wh- how you fit into, like, the larger ecosystem of advertising and other norms. Yeah. Um, good to know that you're not going to pivot to video. <laughs> yes. No, no. No
0: plan to pivot to video. We may dabble in video here and there, but um,
2: no. I'm curious also about – we talk, another issue that we've, we have talked about a bunch and that we just think about is, like, the atmosphere of, like, trolling – <laughs> and, and and I don't think, like, pure vitriol is the most interesting part of it, but yeah, we've yeah. talked about, like, it seems, like, similar to the discussion about, like, marketing and monetizing and, like, how are you, like, making the right interventions into getting word out about your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like... W- where, like, wh- how have, like, both the trolls, like, on your website or the attention that you've gotten from, like, your foils or, your, or like, your nemeses, <laughs> like, how how have you thought about that over the years? Like, have you banned certain people? Are there, your, like, favorite trolls that, like, are your best foils? <laughs> um, and, like, because it seems like they're also part of the tech dirt history.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, <laughs> like, you, you sort of have a love-hate relationship with some of the trolls, right? I mean, they're, um, they're... When they're sort of, I mean, and trolls come in all different forms, right? So you certainly have, like, you have the people who are clearly trolling in the original sense of the word, which is, like, they're going to come on the site and say stupid stuff, and they know it's stupid, but they're just trying to get a reaction out of you. Um, and some of those people are really good at that. Like, they have a talent. It's, it's a talent that is completely destructive and, and not, not for any, you know, good in the world, but but there are some people who have a real talent to be like, you know, just pure jerks online, um, and some of them have shown up in our comments. Um, and then you have you have other kinds of trolls. I mean, there are trolls who, who, are, are not trolls in the sense of trying to, you know, cause a reaction, but are trolls in the sense of they just really disagree with us and have taken it on as sort of their life's mission, to, um, be an asshole in our comments. Um, and you know, and so you sort of view those guys in different ways. Um, but you know, we don't we, we don't ban people. Um, you know, and if we did, people would figure out a way around the ban. Anyways, it's kind of you know, one of the things we've oddly noticed is like with any any sort of trolling activity is that they seem to change identities over time. Um, and that's with both of these kinds of trolls. Like, sometimes they'll have accounts. Sometimes they'll post anonymously. Um, and then they'll just sort of change. And I don't know w- what's causing that, but they do. Um, but, you know, our take on it is, you know, basically when, when somebody comes on the site, when, if, if they're new and they come on the site and they're going to sort of say something stupid or trollish, like, I will try to respond to them, you know, sincerely and, and earnestly and, and point out, like, well... I, I disagree, and here's why, and I'll go through. And again, that's to me, that's sort of like it's a fun practice discussion, effectively. And then I sort of, you know, see how they react. And some people take that and, and get it, and I've had some conversations where people are like, oh, okay, now I get it. And, like, they, they weren't really trolling. They were just, you know, they didn't fully understand. Um, and then, you know, some people just, you know, go to insane levels on it. And so we have, we have a few trolls who... You know, there are a couple who have been with us for a very, very long time. <laughs> um, and, and they just, you know, really dislike us, basically, and, and, and want to be assholes. But, um, and, and so, like, I, I, I do, like, I'm not, like, I have these sort of mixed feelings about it. Like, I like the fact that they sort of challenge me, right? I like the fact that I can't get away with anything. Like, if I, if I do get something wrong, or misstate something, or inaccurately portray something, I am going to get called on it, and there's value in that. There's tremendous value in that. I mean, it, it makes me more disciplined, um, and like it it drives me mad when when they catch me when I when I make a mistake, um, when I you know am too quick on something and and miss something important as I as you know everyone does at some point or another. Um, uh, that drives drives me mad that I, like I, I should have been more careful and so but I appreciate the sort of discipline that they force on me mm-hmm. um, and so so that 's good um, but then at the same time they they can be real, real let me, let me ask, are there
2: any like made can you think of any major about faces you 've done like over the years like have you changed your mind fundamentally on any of these things as a result of like your troll slash commenters who um that's a good question. The, the big thing that
0: we've changed our mind on, but it, this wasn't necessarily because of the troll slash commenters, um, but I'm still going to think through that question of this as I answer this. The one thing that we've really changed our mind on a lot is um, specifics around net neutrality. Um, we've always been supporters of net neutrality, but we, we took the position early on about a decade ago that we didn't trust the FCC to get net neutrality right. We didn't trust Congress to get net neutrality right. We liked net neutrality as a concept. We thought the fight over net neutrality was really a symptom of the underlying problem, which was the lack of competition in broadband. Um, But we feared that any attempt to actually put in place net neutrality rules would come out bad, would be, you know, uh, w- would go through the sort of regulatory capture filter of, of the big tail calls and would lead to really bad results. And so we were against any kind of net neutrality rules, um, even when people were sort of, you know, pitching them with good intent. Um, but, you know, we changed our mind on that, but because of a few things, in part just um, the uh, continuing consolidation of, of the big internet providers where it just, like, we weren't going in the right direction uh, as it came to, to competition. Um, they were getting more and more vocal about their desire to break net neutrality and to put up toll booths and to do some sketchy things. And then just um, you know the nature of the, the plan to, to put in place real net neutrality rules that you know didn't seem to have really negative consequences to them and that could be put in place in, in a strong way. So we became supportive of that where we weren't in the early days. Um, in terms of the trolls changing my mind on things, um, I don't know that they've changed my mind. I mean, they'll make me take closer looks at, at things, um, you know, especially like in, in sort of deep and weedy, you know. Uh, Lawsuits or something where you know I'll take a position and say this is crazy and like, but you know there's there's this whole element to it and I'll be like okay that's actually a, a fairly valid point like, you know and we've you know there's this impression out there um, that like we don't believe in copyright we don't believe in patents at all and we think that they should all be completely wiped out and that's not true um, and I've said it a bunch of times and people are never going to believe me that, that but it's like. I'm not going to report. It's it's like a, a a dog bites man story versus a man bites dog story. Like I'm going to write about the abuse and the bad situations and the problems with the law. I'm not going to talk about the times that the law works right because the law's supposed to work
2: right. Like that's not newsworthy. Um, I feel like you're secretly doing it under an alter ego somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's like <laughs> a blogger. I just, I forgot, I didn't get this on as yeah. we were talking, but I'm curious, when did you be, do this? start doing this full-time like professionally? I'm, sure, oh yeah. It seems like it became a company at some point, and then that probably the decisions you're making around like, what are we supposed to do? How are we going to market yeah. it, sort of change?
0: Yeah, that's true. So, so, well, it became a company pretty early on. So right. Yeah. So early on, the, the stuff that I talked about, like when I was working at the startup and Dennis was working at a startup, um, that was you know ninety eight ninety nine time frame and then um and then it was still just sort of a part time thing um, uh, and it became a real company it was incorporated in early two thousand and one, so you know there was a few years sort of out in the wilderness where we weren't any kind of company and and I should say like when we became a company we we didn't have any advertising on the site. So, you know, the TechDirt stuff still wasn't even, even when it was a company, it wasn't a company. I mean, you know, we, we weren't using the TechDirt stuff for profit necessarily. We were using that to, to kind of, um, um, to... To, to, to basically advertise ourselves as being smart because <laughs> um, we were, you know, sort of the original business model that we had in 2001 was we were basically selling research and consulting to, to companies to sort of have them better understand yeah. technology trends. It's kind of to
1: make a tech dirt for your company. Yeah, we were
0: making internal yeah. tech dirts for companies. Um, that was that was our business model. Was, yeah. We were working with basically, you know, Fortune 1000 level companies that were behind the times in terms of what was happening in the technology world, and wanted to to make sure their employees were were up on up to date. <laughs> I almost <laughs> went there and then pulled back. But <laughs> thank you for. I'll go there. Blo- blockbuster callback. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yes. Um, but but we built basically built internal TechDirt and we were writing internal TechDirt saying like the same, honestly, like a very similar style, maybe a little bit more formal. Um, yeah, but depending saying, on the client. Depending on the client uh, and how well we knew them. And, and we're saying like, this is what's happening in your world. Here are trends that are important to you that you should understand. Um, and um, and that's what we did for like the first five or six years. That's how we made all of our money. Um, and TechDirt itself was basically just advertising mm-hmm. for that. Um, and uh, and letting people know that we were sort of smart and knowledgeable about technology and technology trends right and you still did you stop doing that? Um, well we um, uh, we still have legacy customers is 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 the the real answer there so we we are still doing that for for a few companies um, but we stopped sort of actively selling it um, though it's it's kind of a cool thing and there are times when I wonder if we should go back and start selling it again so uh, if anyone wants that, who's listening to this? Let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've we've definitely, you know, we definitely do it, but we we haven't really advertised that in a long time. Got it.
2: Yeah. Well, I am honored to have uh, been allowed to join you all <laughs> and to uh, try to keep you two under control. Uh, so yeah, I will this say, is super this, interesting.
1: This was
0: much.
2: Yeah,
1: this flowed much nicer.
0: Much more interesting than, than the, the,
1: the original time that we Maybe we, we can release the other one as like a TechDirt insight or whatever that it is. Could it could be on, on Patreon. If you on are Patreon. it,
0: on, on patreon.com okay. slash TechDirt, you yeah. are a, a, a subscriber maybe we'll to the. Let you we listen could, to that we one. <laughs> could maybe let those people. We, we have done yeah. one backers only podcast and we are going to do another one. But. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't punish you and say this is one of the official backers only <laughs> that you you get uh, by by backing us. But maybe it's something yeah. we can reveal to folks if the, if if there's interest in it. Um, <laughs> I warn you, this conversation that you just just heard is going to be much better than than the one that Dennis and I did alone. So, Alex, thank you very much for yeah, for keeping us on track here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right and uh and then I think that's that's it and so thanks guys and uh thanks everyone who's listening and we'll be back yeah. next week.